Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my this is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Time to talk football with Professor John Clayton, as we do every day at this time with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle. If you guys have questions for John, you can text those in right now, 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let him go. Hello, John. Hello, guys. So how much of that Pro Bowl did you watch? The entire game, unfortunately. Did you really? <laughs> it's awful. You might be the only person in America who watched it beginning. I day. know. I know. It was bad. Well, let me let me ask you this, and this is an honest question because I, I really have paid little to almost no attention to that game throughout the maybe the past decade. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But honestly, when did when did they stop tackling? Because I was telling Dave and Mike when I I tuned in like in the middle of the second quarter, and I thought the play was ble- being blown dead mm-hmm. because that, that's what it looked like. Like they snapped the ball, and everybody was kind of half speed, especially the pass rush, if that's what you want to call it. And then once the receiver caught the ball. He, he, you know, you see him kind of go through a couple of uh, defenders, and they touch him, and then he stops running. I'm like, oh, they blew the play dead. I was mm-hmm. like, well, no, that's that's live. They're they're playing touch football. I know. I, when was that? Is this the first year of that? No, it's been evolving like that. I mean, you know, I, I remember going to a uh, the last time I attended a Pro Bowl was in in Miami, and I, I just laughed. We in fact, we're all there in the press box laughing. And watching the offensive linemen dance with the defensive linemen and that because, you know, nobody wanted to get hurt. Nobody wanted to do hardly anything. But what I thought was amazing yesterday is not only was it tackling not there, but the receivers were terrible. I mean, the receivers couldn't catch the ball. I mean, look at the six interceptions. I mean, the seven interceptions. And, you know, they all bounced. A lot of them just bounced off the hands of wide receivers who were considered to be pro bowlers. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Now, yeah, you, now, a- now you got to wonder. Will they continue the game? Yeah. Well, there are a lot of people there. Sorry, Dave. Uh, Dave and I talked about this earlier. Uh, It it was about as well attended as I've seen it in years, and I have to imagine it being in Vegas. I was Mm -hmm. assuming they papered the house with, you know, how they give out tickets at the casinos to people. For I'm guessing the majority didn't pay Mm -hmm. to get in there. But what what was your thought on that? I didn't even think about that. I mean, I saw the crowd was pretty decent, 58,000, they said, in attendance. But I didn't, you know, it's like obviously didn't know, you know who paid, who didn't pay. You know, it wasn't part of that uh, collection or anything of that nature. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and I guess the one reason it continues is, one, the players want it, and, two, it still makes money for the National Football League because of television. Yeah, I I just I wonder if, you know what I would say, John, is that somebody has to get hurt. Yeah. If one person gets hurt, and I don't wish that on anybody, of course, but I feel like that would, uh, you know, if you if you had an injury that affected your play the next week, I feel like just one, that would make the NFL change it, and the players would just go, okay, that's it, no but, more. But again, agree? how many people get hurt in a flag football game? Well, we know of one. <laughs> that oh, was the guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was Robert his name again? Edwards. Yeah, Edwards. Robert, Robert Edwards, yeah. Yeah, the running back in yeah, so but okay, so if you're the commissioner John, how do you fix it? What what kind of events cuz I feel like it's still a really cool thing for the players. They yeah, love it. Yeah. That they're being a pro bowl. It's good to have that on your resume. You get voted in, you know, by your peers and and coaches and things like that. So uh what you know, what do you do? Do you like the skills competition? Do you like mm-hmm. any of the other stuff? I I cuz I do. I I feel like it could just be an entire weekend of uh 
you know, of uh, skills competition, even yeah, dodgeball, yeah. things like that. Yeah, that 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 could possibly work. I mean, the only thing I like about it, you know, working with the database and everything else, is that uh, you know, you, you can see, like for example, there's 88 players that were selected, and then there was 25 that filled in for either guys at the Super Bowl, guys that were hurt, and all that stuff. And the only thing I like about it, it tells you, you know, where guys rated as far as you know, first alternate, second alternate, third alternate. So I like it from that standpoint. And so if you eliminate that, then it's like last year where you just have the 88 and that's it. But uh, other than that, I mean, the, watching it's terrible. The performance is terrible. I feel bad for the quarterbacks because they all looked embarrassed with the seven interceptions. Yeah. John, another uh, – well, it looks like all the coaching vacancies yeah, have been, has been filled. Uh, I don't know what's been made official in the way of Lovey Smith with the Texans and Dennis Allen with the Saints, but uh, Dennis Allen falls into that you know, that other thing Dave and I have talked a lot about, a young coach, under 40, 38 years old, another offensive mind. You know, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's pretty – or not Allen. I'm, I'm ta- excuse me, I'm talking Mike about – Mike McDaniel. McDaniel, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, just the, <clears throat> the trend of young – Offensive minds being being hired out there continues, and now all of the spots have been filled. So, give us your thought on the last two with the Saints and Texans. Well, I mean, the good thing is at least there's now two minority hirings. You know, because uh, Mike McDaniel, I mean, he's considered to be a minority. His father is black, and so uh, you know he he is a minority. And of course, the 49ers will get two compensatory third round picks for his departure in lovey smith it was kind of interesting because you know they they were really interested in hiring josh mcdaniel or josh uh yeah uh, yeah not josh mcdaniel but uh mike mcdaniel no 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 they were, oh. uh, uh, yeah the quarterback and uh oh mccown ja- josh mccown right and so they they and they pulled him out uh, yesterday late yesterday and they you know, decided not to do anything with the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator. And so all of a sudden, here's Lovey Smith's names popping up. And so he gets his third chance to start. They're just finalizing a contract. Same thing with Dennis Allen. And, and everybody anticipated that Dennis Allen was going to stay as the head coach, mainly because he was out there, uh, you know, at the Senior Bowl with his coaching staff last week. And you know, checking out players and doing things like that, and he's on the existing staff, and they can keep the staff together. So no surprise there. But we are done with the coaching. Well, you've been around Lovey Smith probably over the yeah. years. I mean, he was nine years in Chicago. He just seems like, you know, he's one of those guys, I feel like, that he walks into a room and the room goes quiet. You know, I, yeah. I always tell the story about Chuck Knox, but, you know, it's his leadership, everything just seems like as solid as can be. What if, uh, Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you know, he's, he's a nice guy. I mean, he's not forceful or anything like that. He's very respectful of the players, and I think they respect him in return. And certainly, I mean, the one thing about Lovey, I mean, he's a cover two guy, and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll stay with that as far as the defense. We'll see what he's able to do with the staff. But it was interesting because one of the reasons that, uh, you know, they – they hired him is that they lost a key linebacker coach who was probably going to be a coordinator for Josh McCown. And so when he left, they decided, now nah, we better go with Lovey. But at least I'm happy from the standpoint, as bad as it is with the minority hires, at least we got two out of it. John, what do you make of the Alvin Kamara story out there? It just, uh, yeah, I was just saying to Dave, it, <laughs> it's amazing how many guys will do things you know, get in trouble, and then they'll tell a story and then forget to realize there are cameras 
everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everywhere, whether it's somebody holding a cell phone or it's a security camera, especially in Vegas. So, you know, Kamara had this story about, oh, this guy was popping off to us as we were getting in the elevator. And, and, you know, he got in a fight with my friend. I thought he was trying to run. So I chased him and then I hit him. And the camera shows the exact opposite of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the police are saying, no, we've got the video footage. And the video footage shows him punching the guy eight times and then the rest of his crew coming over and stomping the guy unconscious. Uh-huh. This is a this is bad. Yeah, this is, I mean, this one could be five years in jail, depending on you know what the uh, you know what, if he does, if he uh, get, is found guilty of it. And I would imagine with the video, it's going to be hard not to. I mean, he'll have to plead or do something to get away the five years. But no, this one is bad. And again, I mean, he's so important to the Saints. And you know, right now, the Saints are like seventy three million dollars over the cap. And if you lose your best offensive player. I mean, that's going to be just even tougher because, again, it's like uh, they're going to lose more players uh, because of the cap situation. And if they lose uh, for any period of time, uh, Alvin Kamara, and who knows? I mean, uh, you know, these, these cases take some time to be able to get to court and all that stuff. So how it affects this year is really unknown. But, no, this one's bad. And, of course, naturally, if found guilty, he'll get suspended by the league. So is there something about Vegas, John? I mean, I, I just, you know, you're an old school yeah. NFL guy and know that, uh, you know, the NFL was always so tried to distance themselves mm-hmm. from gambling. You know, that was one of the big things when I'm trying to remember the guy's name, Charlie, the security guy that used to come around and say, yeah. if you got yeah. if you got Mr. Steele, leave him, leave him at home. He's talking about a gun, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and talked about drugs and associations with people and things like that. And the NFL was just so, you know, standoffish with with the, the gambling thing. And now they're in Vegas, and then all these things happen there, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And so it just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's very strange. And, you know, is that, you think, because they're in Vegas? I mean, Could there's be. more temptations there. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, the temptations are, it's like, uh, you know, what, what are the... It's like, what are the two things? I mean, gambling and prostitution are two of the main things in town, and partying is also part of it, too. I mean, the thing that amazed me, and I never really saw what the league did as far as, you know, mandates of what you can do and what you can't do. But, uh, you know, and certainly there are restaurants there and food and, you know, places to go. But again, mostly everything is a casino. And it's like, how much time are they going to be? Are they allowed in a casino? Because that was the big worry that uh, they had, you know, when they were shying away from any kind of uh, thing in Vegas. You know, mainly because you know they didn't want the players in casinos, they didn't want the officials in casinos. You know, because they worried about the gambling aspect. Well, and, and just access is yeah. there. You know, I was just uh, going back and forth with somebody on the text because I said, well, if you're in Seattle, it's a lot harder to find trouble. You know, things yeah. close down. And he pointed out that Geno Smith found trouble. I'm like, well, yeah, okay, that's a fair point. Uh-huh. But you got to work for it here. You know, in Vegas, everything's open. You've got access to alcohol and gambling 24 7. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a different world for anybody. That's oh, yeah, no doubt. Because, I mean, I mean, you've seen some of the incidents so far, and some of them happened real late. Now, I don't know what time the Kamara thing happened, but I mean, you've seen like uh, two, three o'clock in, uh, in the morning, you know, some of these things happening. You know, and so, uh, yeah, you, you got to worry about it. And supposedly, I mean, the laws are supposed to be strict as far as if you're found guilty, what ends up happening. You know, like Henry Ruggs is going to be in big trouble with his. And so it's like, uh, and you're looking at it and you go, wow, this thing can be really scary. 
Hey, John, we, we talked a little bit about Mike McDaniel. What do you know about him? Like, as far as his leadership, I yeah. mean, he looks like kind of a smaller guy. He's, you know, we, we call him the, the nerd, the football nerd. He was a history major at Yale. And, you know, just his ability to, it, it sound, I mean, it's kind of like uh, Brandon Staley. It reminds uh-huh. me of that, you know, not that long in the NFL as far as tenure, but there must be something about him. What you, that, well, the, the big thing about him, and I don't know if you saw what Sean McVay said today, he said, I'm glad he's out of the division because one of the things yeah. that he's so good at doing is setting up uh, you know, varied running plays and varied, the options off the running plays. Now, you know Kyle Shanahan can do this, but, of course, you know the one reason that uh, – Mike McDaniel is so you know good at it is that you know he was on the Reds the Washington Redskins staff when it was known as the Redskins you know when Shanahan was there McVeigh was there uh, so it's like he had all these guys that were all part of that Washington staff and so you know he's got a long generational type of uh, you know experience in that Shanahan offense and now he gets to carry it over uh, in in the move down to Miami. Now the only concern's going to be you know what's going to happen you know with the dolphins you know particularly with the accusations about uh, you know the owner you know willing to pay $100,000 a loss so that's a little bit of a big mess and of course they're all part of the uh, Brian Flores lawsuit and so it's like but uh, you know at least I give him credit because he's a good coach and I guess in many ways if Sean McVay is glad he's out of the division probably the Seahawks should be happy he's out of the division Absolutely. Hey, John, did you hear uh, what Ryan Clark had to say about Russell Wilson? No, I did not. He was on his, uh, what is it, Get Up? Is that the show yeah, that I left yeah, on? Get yeah, up. so yeah. he's on Get Up. Uh, this is what he, he said. I hope we got both cuts because there's one he said today and there's one he said a week ago and they're in direct contrast to each other. But here's what he said about Russell today. We have to stop including Russell Wilson in these talks that if Russell Wilson goes here, does this team win a Super Bowl? If Russell Wilson goes here, does this team win a Super Bowl? This isn't basketball. And frankly, Russell Wilson actually isn't that great. He isn't that much of a factor that changes who football teams are. And so now we're thinking to ourselves, is he an upgrade over the quarterback we have? And can he make us a better team? And that's not every team in the NFL. So he said Russell Wilson isn't a factor. He doesn't change who teams are. And then just a week previous, John, when K.J. Wright sort of implied in an interview that Russell should take a pay cut, here's what Ryan Clark said about that. Russell Wilson earned that money. Russell Wilson was a guy that has carried this team through many of these years after the Legion of Boom. And so to me, K.J. Wright is wrong in this instance. And tell me what other quarterback, other than Tom Brady, that has taken hometown discounts. None of them have. And so to call out Russell Wilson in this way almost seems personal to me for K.J. Wright. Well, a few a few factual things. I mean, so he carried a team yeah, yeah. for for years after the Legion of Boom, but then a week later says, "Ah, he doesn't change who a team is. He's he's not that impactful." Yeah, well, it's like a yeah a, a few factual things. It's like uh, yeah, if you didn't know, there was a guy named Tom Brady who was with the New England Patriots, and he kept on taking less for almost uh, nine years uh, to allow Bill Belichick the chance to get a few more players. So he did it. Yeah, and... he, he acknowledged Brady. He said outside oh, he of oh, okay. he said outside of Brady there is no one. Yeah, yeah he said he's the only one. one. Well, I mean, and then, of course, Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger right at the end, you know, they took yeah. discounts in their contracts. I know that when you're talking about a you know 41-year-old and a 38, 39-year-old, I mean, that's a little bit different. So it's not like you're in the prime of the career. But I think it, uh, you know, and I'm glad from the positive standpoint that Ryan Clark, 
you know, is shying away from the idea of a Russell Wilson trade. That's that's encouraging. So <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, like that idea. But again, to say, I mean, Russell Wilson has been. I mean, didn't he go to the Pro Bowl? I mean, didn't he get yeah. selected into the Pro I think, Bowl? I think nine of ten years. Yeah, nine of ten years. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame type of quarterback, and a Hall of Fame type of quarterback, uh, you know, certainly is one that's helped carry this team. I mean, they have one losing season in the last, what, nine years or so, and it was mainly because Russell Wilson was hurt. Yeah. Well, and that's what we were making the case. Also, uh, he did play in Pittsburgh. Ryan Clark did, and yeah. he missed he missed the Roethlisberger, you know, uh, hometown discount uh, yeah, as yeah, far as yeah. restructuring. But also, there's another quote that I was sent uh, on Twitter where after the Seahawks beat them in 2014, he said, "We just got beat by the most special player." How, what was the wording again? The best Bob? player in the NFL. The best player in the NFL. So yeah, he's really going <laughs> quite back and forth. Well, that's on that's this. the one thing that's amazing about uh, you know uh, commentators and stuff like that is you'll say one thing one day you'll say something different the next day different the next week and sometimes it just doesn't doesn't match up that's why there's the beauty of having uh, everything recorded so that uh, I mean you can go back and say now you said this now what about that and it's like uh, all those different things now come together. I mean, you know, it's like uh, you know, it's not ruining Ryan Clark's credibility, but certainly what it does, it shows you it's like, okay, let's see what he said and what he said in the past and where that kind of jives. Yeah, you you kind of you got to think about your your credibility. Yeah, right? yeah, you know? I, I think so. So yeah, and you know, and the other thing too is that um, you know somebody had texted in something about wins and and yeah. how he hasn't won. Well, he. He just passed Peyton Manning mm-hmm. as far as I think it's 113 wins now for first 10 years in the league. Right. So, yeah, it just um, but you, you those can are in this. spite of him, Dave. He's along for the ride. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then the other thing, if you look at the numbers from this year, it's very obvious what the problem was for him, because we were talking about this earlier, John, uh, his first five games, 72 huh? percent completion. Only threw one pick and had 10 touchdowns. His last nine games, 61%. I mean, that is so un-Russell-like. Right. And then 15 touchdowns and five interceptions, including that pretty bad one the last game against Arizona. There was something wrong. I mean, you can tell that it was because of the injury. And it's. I feel like everybody's forgotten that mm-hmm. he had surgery on his finger halfway through, right. third of the way through the season. Right, and it was a bad finger injury. I mean, the yeah. doctor that did the surgery said it was one of the worst they, he's seen for somebody in sports. And, uh, you know, Russell, I mean, that's the thing. It's like uh, one thing that Ryan Clark doesn't bring up is how hard Russell Wilson prepares, how hard he works, how involved he is with keeping, you know, his teammates uh, supported and doing that. And, and the thing about a great quarterback is the fact that he makes everybody better around him. And that's what Ryan, and that's what Russell Wilson does. And it's like, uh, Ryan's not giving him any credit for that, but that's the one thing. I mean, I mean, you get on the air on get up or you get on, on NFL network or wherever it's going to be. And it's like, you just keep saying things and thinking, okay, well, nobody's going to remember if I said something different the last 
time before, but good good for Ryan Clark. I yeah. like him. I mean, he was he was good to me in the locker room. But uh, you got to have hot takes these days, John. They oh all yeah, have to you gotta have, crazy each other. You have to you have to have clicks. Yeah. Uh, one one from the listeners. This is from uh, GK in Centralia asking, Professor, do the Seahawks need a playmaker at the kick returner slash punt returner, or has that position become irrelevant in today's game? Nah, I think they're fine. I mean, they've got enough options. I mean, you know. DJ Dallas, I thought he did some good jobs on returns. You know, they you know, they, they still have uh, other guys that they can go to. And, again, it's like, I mean, when you're talking punt returns, I mean, how how few are they? I mean, what? go through? I have to go through the stats, but I think I don't know if anybody had more than, like, 30 returns on punt returns. So it's like, you know, if that's, that's the case. And, again, on kickoffs, I mean, most of them go into the end zone. And, of course, now I don't know if you saw that, uh, you know, the, the – uh, league doctor uh, came out today with his injury study. I have to get a copy of it to see where 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 everything is. But he said that one sixth of the concussions, is the concussions were pretty much, uh, you know, they didn't increase this year. But one sixth of the concussions are on kickoff returns. And so, I mean, you'll you'll see once they get to the combine that they'll probably try to, you know, see what they can do to minimize things on kickoff returns. I mean, they made the adjustment by spacing out the players and trying to do it that way. But again, when the concussions are still a big issue in this league and one sixth or more on kickoffs, they're going to do the best they can to try to protect the players. And it's like the more you invest on a kickoff return guy, I mean, uh, the less you're going to get probably in return. Yeah, yeah. John, that's, that's true. That's, John will... Uh, we appreciate it. Okay. We'll do it again tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. What do you say? One-sixth of the One players sixth. are on kickoff returns? Yeah. Yeah. So a little less than 20%. I mean, it's and if you look at how many kickoffs there are compared to regular plays, I get that. But um the other thing, too, though, is on kickoffs, there's a lot of times where guys will make the team yeah. based on what they're doing with their kickoff. So you, you, can't, you can't make – it's not a safe sport. It's exactly. just not. It is, you in, can't. it is inherently unsafe. Unless we want it to morph into what we watched in the Pro Bowl over the weekend, there's got to be a line somewhere where you go, hey – we all understand the risks that are that are involved with this profession, which is why everybody everybody's compensated so handsomely, and right. everybody knows what the. I feel like every player, maybe they do sign something like this these days, but just some sort of waiver that says as much. I understand the risks I am taking with this profession. I understand it may lead to this, that, and the other, and I am I am uh, you know willfully signing up for this and understanding the risks. It, you know, I've been a, saying a, that for years, Bob. I'm that, telling you, I've been just, saying that for years. You you've got to get them to say so they're not going to come back. You knew what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew what it. you were getting into. I get when the league was hiding the the you know the information they had about CTE things like that, but you don't have that now. Everything's out there. Everything's yeah. out there. So, you know, I'm not for guys getting hurt. I'm not saying that at all. But at some point, you got to draw a line and say, you know what? This is the risk that's attached with this sport. This is Something bad could happen, like MMA, like boxing, like anything, like baseball. You get hit with a line drive. You get hit in the face with a 95-mile-an-hour pitch. Things can happen. It's, it's part of the sport, unfortunately. But, man, unless we want to watch what we watch in the Pro Bowl every weekend, they've got to draw a line somewhere. All right, if you missed any of today's cold hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710 Sports. 
NFL.com. So what is your definition of an all-time great quarterback? We'll give you our thoughts on that coming up with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.